Welcome to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White and Dr. Andre Howard. This is your forum for exploring and discussing challenges that are faced by public and nonprofit leaders. And now, Leadership Matters. Good afternoon, and thank you for tuning in to Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. I'm Cheryl White and delighted today that we're going to be discussing Native Americans of mixed heritage heritage, voices and leadership. And so with us today, we have Mark Chavez, who identifies as a Mexican-American Indian, is the founder and director of Native um, Like Water and Intertribal Youth. Uh, Welcome, Mark. We also have Yonaja Ha Longwoof, a um, Afro-Native American woman with us today as well. We'll let her share more about herself. She's an organizer, activist, author, and media personality. Welcome, Yonajaha. And then we also have Jerome Gross with us, who identifies as an Afro-Native American man. He is the owner of Effulgence, Mind, Body, Fitness, and Wellness. And um, he's an instructor in enlightened ways of being, um, energy healing, and meditation training program. So welcome to all three of you. Glad to be here. Yes. Great. I'm going to go on and throw the ball to Mark, your first, just to kind of ask you if you'd share a little bit about yourself and what it means to you to be a Native American of mixed heritage in America. Thank you very much for having me. I'm um, very honored to be a part of this discussion. And um, to answer that question, you know, it's, um, you know, being being a Mexican-American, um, you know, growing up, uh, you know, there's, there's the different challenges that we have. But um, I think one of the bigger ones is, is always going to be, you know, knowledge of self, identity. Um, and not that, you know, you don't get that really taught in schools. So you, you are, you know, rely on your family at home and, and, and your people um, to do that. Um, even, even, and even with that, my parents grew up in the 50s. So they were um, basically a cultured or ashamed for, uh, you know, speaking their language and, and whatnot like that. So they brought us up um, just kind of, a cultured in, in a sense as well. So um, it was kind of later on in my teen years and when I went to college that I started to more exploring on, on my identity and who I was. Um, and again, as a Mexican-American, um, it's, it's kind of unfortunate that we get clumped into Latinos, um, which kind of doesn't really identify us or talk to our indigenous roots. So knowing um, myself as a Chicano, um, which is uh, a Native American um, ancestry from Mexico, uh, really was a a more empowering moment for me. Um, Understanding that Chicano has the indigenous uh, identity, indigenous roots, um, that were not Latino or Hispanic coming from, you know, uh, Europe, um, that we can identify our indigenous roots. And for Mexican-Americans, um, and there's the same type of dichotomy that exists within a lot of different groups, 
where you have lighter skinned folks and you have the darker skinned folks and you have the more indigenous uh, identified folks and you have the folks that are more European. So being able to identify ourselves as Native American within the diaspora of the Americas um, is something that was uh, definitely a journey. Um, and then as I got became older and adult, it also became a little, a little problematic with folks who are Native American from what they, from North America, which a lot of people refer to as America, um, but um, having the North American folks not identifying or recognizing our indigenous roots that are south of the border. And that continues kind of still today in a big part, like from uh, United States and Canada are able to, you know, take or lead the way in the Native America type of uh, world. But south of the border, um, we, you know, Mexico has so many indigenous folks and, and a lot of the different countries. So I'm, I'm right now calling in and talking to you all from, from Mexico itself. And it was later in my adult life that I was able to come back to my maternal homeland and uh, be in, this, in, this, in the territory which I would consider my maternal uh, homeland. And that has been very good for me as well. So, um, you know, Growing up again, just it's finding who you are and finding yourself, and and even even though we get taught in school, sometimes we have to break it down. We don't even know what we're being taught. Like Native America, what does that mean? That means natives who are from North America, or does that mean America? Or do we under even understand that America is a lot bigger? Um, you know, it's a continent that's a lot bigger, and there's even all, even just as much or even more in numbers south of the border. So um, that's a nice thing, you know, and I think within these last two decades, for sure, there has definitely been a movement of acceptance of whether it be called pan-Indian or, or whatnot, but an acceptance of that we are one, that there is no borders, that we share um, very, very similar attributes physically, that we share a prophecy, that we share practices, that we share certain medicines, and that's something that I think I can say I uh, help promote. Um, that way, a lot of other Mexican-Americans that are from indigenous backgrounds don't feel kind of left out. Don't, because a lot of us, again, are just kind of um, needing to have this information that isn't readily available it's in time of acculturation or from our family background. So, you know, it's, it's, it's been a beautiful thing. And now that I'm rounding the age of 50 years old, it's something that um, I'm very, very happy to be a part of, very happy to share up and seeing these younger generations now and these different um, native movements, these pan-Indian movements uh, inclusive. I'm very, very satisfied and happy with my community that we've even are at a time now where we can include each other. And so it's always, I think that's a, that's a, the big thing, you know, that we can include each other within this and there's more power and understanding at all. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Mark. Yanajaha, how about yourself? For yourself, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and what it means to you to be a Native American of mixed heritage here in America? Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for Jerome for inviting me. Um, I believe this is really great. Um, it is good to be on a panel or on, on a yeah, a panel with um, my good friend Mark 
um, with Native Life Water. Um, my name is Apatuashte. Um, my name is Yanaja Halone Wolf. I am a proud Ogallala Lakota Native American and Black woman. I am a national community organizer, activist, um, author, entrepreneur, mother of two sons, and um, a sister and a friend to many. So <laughs> I just, um, so, you know, to be, um, of mixed heritage, I always say that I feel like I'm the oppressed under the oppressed. The reason why I say this is because of the fact that, um, you know, there has been so many great accomplishments in regards to Black culture, Black, um, you know, we have the first, we have the first Black president, we have the first Black um, you know, so many. Now we just got the first Black uh, Supreme Court woman judge. Um, we have so many firsts that we can actually, you know, we can actually talk about it uh, 365 days a year. You know, that's so many amazing firsts. And then on the flip side of that, there's still not any many firsts um, within Native American communities and people. And so it really is very difficult um, when I'm watching television and I'm seeing all these amazing great actors, black actors and stories that are being told. But then on the um, then within we're not seeing that within Native American culture um, this year as a matter well, last year, as a matter of fact, was the first time that a Native American story has been, um, of recent time, has been um, shared. And it's a show called Res Dogs. It's on Reservation Dogs. It's on um, FX Hulu. First time ever in history that, a, that, it's, um, that it's Native American directed, Native American cast people are not um, acting like they're Native American you know, in red face and none of that. These are actual Native American actors. And this is the first time ever in history. So to be of both, I'm constantly having to be in, you know, to have to balance both worlds. You know, I'm not one, I'm not one more than the other, even though my skin is very beautifully melanated. And, um, but that doesn't mean that I am more black than I am native. I've always, I've always looked at myself as being of both because I never wanted to deny my beautiful, um, full blood Native American mother and then my handsome, tall um, father from Brooklyn, New York, black father. So I never wanted to deny my parents. And so for that reason, I've been ridiculed. I've been bullied. I've been, you know, all I've been shamed because of the fact that people feel that they, they believe that I should, you know, be something more than what I am. And so it has been a struggle. It has been um, very difficult at times to be able to be, to manage to, to live on these three roads in the, um, the world of, the colonialism of America, and then as well as in the black um, road and as well as the red road. So it's, it's been a balance for uh, a, a huge balance for me. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Thank you so much for um, sharing the tip of the iceberg. And I'm looking forward to hearing more about your journey. Jerome, can we have you maybe just start with a little bit of your um, introduction? I might have to finish it on the next side mm -hmm. of the commercial. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I'll just share that. Um, um, 
Well, I'm a mind, body, fitness, and wellness coach, uh, fitness trainer, and I do hypnotherapy, spiritual counselor, energy healing, intuitive reader. I say all that to say my uh, my interest has always been in fitness and health as an athlete and spiritual development. And so my coming into the awareness of my native connecting to my to to my uh, native side as Alaskan um, Klingit, Alaskan native Klingit, um, was through that means like finding where where can I how am I empowered through my native background? And and it wasn't until actually um, later in college, like Mark was saying, that um, I, I started to learn about African empowerment, African-American empowerment through those talks and conversations and dialogues, as well as exploring and traveling. And then to come back to uh, uh, the native side through my uncle, take us to... Uh, he would take me to um, Native American sweat ceremonies at least once a month here in Hakumba in San Diego. And I would just listen and go and I felt deep peace. Like I was, I was in meditation, the same experience I got in the practices of doing deep meditation or chanting in another tradition. Um, through my mom, I was also, we also practice an inner, an Eastern philosophy. I felt that same deep healing and connection to spirit through through the sweat ceremony. And then the philosophy that when they shared and the elders would talk about um, the, the ways. And, um, and it's through that funnel that I got that empowerment. And I think it was important because I saw the similarities in the struggle internally, internal conflicts, as well as external oppression in the African-American side, as well as the Native American side, as well as my mom is also Filipino. To my mom's side, my mom is Filipino and native. I can see the similarity in the struggle and oppression internally and externally. And to find identity through how am I, through the culture in a way that empowers us was important. And I appreciate Mark because it was through him that I got further connection into when I was um, helping in this program, teaching the meditation and, and fitness and, and healing and things like that. But to be around strong native men and women that had a positive and powerful perspective on what it means to be um, native and give to your community and help the youth and the people grow and represent that. So to me, that's what it's about, just sharing the empowerment, how to be empowered in the midst of struggle, no matter where you come from though. So then I, can, I feel like I can identify with anybody going through struggle and point out you, even if they're, Caucasian, you know, you have an indigenous culture that has the empowerment that is contrary, that, 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 that over, you know, that, can, that is stronger than this, than the commercialism or the, 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 hypnot the, the marketing that we get hypnotized by. So, <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, I'll just, I'll leave it at that. And I know there's more questions to come. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you, Jerome. We're going to go on and take a commercial break, but when we come back, Looking forward to hearing more about your life and uh, leadership journey, each of you. So please stay with us and we'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters. Informing leaders, inspiring solutions. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by Innovisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? 
Contact Innovisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 619-453-8093. That's 619-453-8093. Or send an email to Dr. White. Her email address is swite at neighborhoodhouse.org. Innovisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission to enrich lives through a continuum of education and wellness service. Today, expertise equals credibility. When you know what to do and how to do it, people follow because they acknowledge that you know more. However, stepping up in your career eventually pushes you out of your comfort zone of expertise. How you lead at those moments requires new skills. We're here to show you how to survive and thrive. Join me, Wanda Wallace, on Out of the Comfort Zone at Voice America Business Channel. You can find more information at Leadership Forum INC. It's time to take charge of your own career path. But how do you get started? First, tune in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. Each show will feature national business leaders, tips and insight from Marie and her guests, career management tools, and a weekly career smart tip. She'll help you move forward, earn that promotion, get hired into the career you want, and brand yourself. The Career Confidant is broadcast live every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White and Dr. Andre Howard. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to Dr. Cheryl White at swite at neighborhoodhouse.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. And we are back with more on Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions today, discussing Native Americans of Mixed Heritage Voices and Leadership. Delighted to have with us Mark Shabazz, founder and director of Native Like Water and Intertribal Youth. Yonajaha Longwoof, an African-American woman who is also an organizer, activist, author, and media personality. And Jerome Rose, owner of Aflogen's Mind, Body, Fitness and Wellness, and also an instructor in Enlightened Ways of Being uh, Energy Healing and uh, Meditation Training Program. Thank you again to each of you for joining us. Mark, I'm going to throw the ball back over to you and just ask you to share a little bit more about how um, has being a Native American of mixed heritage impacted not only your life, but also your leadership, your leadership journey as you kind of moved into um, organizing and find and being the founder of Native Like Water and uh, the um, work that you've done with the intertribal youth. You know, that's, that's a great question. And you like really send me back into like, you know, with that question. And it's like, it connects to the last things I said was, it's like, um, you know, the knowledge of self. And as soon as, as soon as you know the knowledge of self and you start going into it, 
every day on the journey is new and it's a celebration because you get to learn more of all these dope, dope things. And so as, as, as you learn more, it becomes like your responsibility to share the blessings that you receive that's based on information or education. So for, as the more I go into it, the, the more beautiful it gets. And I feel like it's still new and fresh every day. When I see Sister Yonashaha, I think the same thing. It's like I, I watch her just going in and in and into more of knowing her culture, knowing and just in the celebration process, you know? And if, if I could like look at all the positive off of, off of a lot of the struggle, it, it is that journey that we get to be on some cosmic journey that we get to be flying and like learning about this, these ancient people on both sides, you know, the, from Africa and from what we call the indigenous Americas. It's, 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 it's the, one of the greatest journeys, you know? So it's like everything I feel like I do is feel like I wanted to share this. And by sharing this, it's just being, just showing up and being, you know, and a lot of our stuff that we do is multi everything. You know what I mean? And from the Caribbean to Hawaii, we are connected on both sides uh, of, of this story. So it's, it's, it's beautiful what, to do what we do. So that has that taken our program to different countries by invites, um, Hawaii, uh, we're in Panama, in Mexico, um, Jamaica, where we're able to you know, have these exchanges and hold space in this unadulterated, in this just very pure way. And just nature, you know, becomes just mama just, you know, brings you into her. And it's just like, we're just a curator. But what I'm curating is that story is that same thing that kind of set me off with my, like you said, my life career choice or my, or my, my path. Um, and it's that knowledge of self. It's just un keeps unfolding. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Mark. Jerome, how about for yourself? How has being a Native American of mixed heritage impacted your life and leadership journey? Um, I always say, I'm gonna go back to the, the spiritual part the, and the cultural spiritual part, just because that's just been such a big part that I, that I fall back on, that I move in and I try to express from to navigate through personal challenges and even find solutions in within family or um, business um, between groups of people. Um, and, and in that process, like Mark was saying, just doing that inner spiritual, the inner spiritual journey, what I found as an empowering in the in the native in the native way is that you're finding your wisdom inside of you. You know, you, you, you have elders, you have your, you, you have a certain community that helps and supports you, but the wisdom and the way is unique to you. And you're going to find that almost like, uh, I think of, um, you know, you, you go on a, a you know, a, a, an inner journey and you're by yourself and you do a fast or you spend some time in nature and you're looking inwards to find your inner teachers, maybe in nature or, and how to do, make the next move, how to make the, the, transform yourself, let go of this bad habit, or what's the next move that I got to take in my life? Or how do I, with my kids, how do I connect with my kids better? 
And, and it's interesting, you know, I was raised through my mom. She, we also embraced the Eastern philosophy. And in that, you have yogis and masters and teachers of the Far East. And there's always, a, there's still a hierarchy of, you know, there's the yogi. And the same thing in tradition, she was also Catholic. So we did, get, we did go to church. And so there was also, you know, there's the, there's, the, there's the Pope. And then there's, you know, your clergy. And then there's the people. But if you notice in the indigenous cultures, there's no one that really stands out like that. That the structure, the authoritarian structure is not quite the same like that. And I think what, is, what, is, what that says to me, what it, what it said to me was that the, the wisdom and the guidance in your life is, is within you. Mm-hmm. And um, that's how it's affected me. And, I, and it started back when my uncle would take me to the sweat lodges, sweat ceremonies, because you're in there in the dark and it's hot and the heat is there. And sometimes it's overwhelming to the senses. And so the only place you can go is inside. There's a place in you where, this, where, you're, where you're okay, even in the midst of that. And in that place, in that deep place within you, and they're chanting around yeah. you, you know, they're chanting and the, and the smell and the smoke has, a, has an ambiance about it. There's an, there's an opening where you just, just sit and abide there in that quiet space and awareness comes about how to be or just abide in that peace. And so that's how that's affected me in my, my leadership. I keep coming back to that for strength mm-hmm. and inspiration, whether it be the native way or just my own personal inner practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. Thank you, Jerome. And uh, Yanajaha, if we were to ask you the same thing, maybe just to share a little bit about, you know, what, and how, you know, the uh, journey with regards to your being a Native American of mixed heritage, how it really has impacted your life and um, your leadership journey. You know, it has, um, it has impacted it in many, many ways. The reason for is, um, you know, my mother, my, my mother, Juanetta Lone Wolf, uh, she was a part of the American Indian movement. Uh, she also used to work for Muhammad Ali, and so she was already doing this bridge work, bridging um, people together of the four directions. And one of the things that we have um, within Native American um, culture is our medicine wheel. Um, our medicine wheel represents the four directions of our people and the four directions of the, um, the you know, of the directions. But it also shows that how we're all connected, and we all connect in one big circle you know it's, I don't want to sound like Lion King but it's, it is like the circle of life <laughs> and so the thing the thing is is that with the with those teachings um takes me to the foundation of all indigenous teachings um which is all how we're all connected one thing that my mother did um as a as a young girl was she was like okay not only are you going to learn who you are as an Ogallala Lakota but you're also going to learn who you are as a Black American. Then on top of that, we're going to also learn about all of the tribes of North America, South America, all throughout Turtle Island. And then she would take me to her, her Black sister friends that were into um, Yoruba, and they would teach me about um, all of the African tribes and the Yoruba religion and I and all I was exposed to all of this very young and very early that my mother was like, okay, you're gonna have your Native American spiritual, you know, your Native American spiritual name, but you're also gonna have your Yoruba name as well. So she was saying that, and as well as having 
um, a, a Muslim name as well. So she was like, wherever you go, you'll be welcome. And these spirits, these ancestors would know exactly who you are in these places. So she, she laid a, a strong foundation in that way. And, um, you know, and I've, I've been very, priv that's a, a, a huge privilege to have. And I've noticed that I've been organizing, whether it was in Flint, Michigan, when the people didn't have, or they still don't have, you know, clean water. Um, but uh, whether I was organizing there or organizing in Standing Rock or organizing during the time of the Baltimore uprising um, during when Freddie Gray, one thing I've noticed is that, um, is that privilege of having that strong foundation of indigeneity and being able to know my culture and to be able to um, use and apply that in my organizing efforts. Um, I have been able to organize people from all walks of life. And exactly like what Jerome said is that when you have a strong foundation of learning self and knowing who you are and whose you are, then you're able to organize people, whether they're white, black, red, Asian. You know, I, I got a call uh, several years ago from the Hawaiian um, council, which is like the equivalent to the NAACP. And they was like, we need you to help us organize um, the Hawaiian people in Chicago. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, and I did not know the Hawaiian people in the Pacific Islander community in, Hawaii, in, um, in Chicago, but we did, um, we did shut down Pokey. Um, it was a Pokey restaurant that, that took the name Aloha. They copyrighted <laughs> it. And we shut down that restaurant. And so, you know, so being able to meet with the Hawaiian community and to shut that down, you know, and I'm not even Hawaiian, you know, I was able to just go back to the foundation of just being indigenous, an original habitant of the lands, whether it be America or going to my ancestral roots of Africa or, um, or, or you know, or North America, I'm able to understand the connection to this Unchimaka, this Mother Earth. And being connected to Mother Earth, when, you're con when you know that you're connected to Mother Earth, then you could walk the lands all over the world. And it doesn't, and you will never feel inferior or you will never feel that you are less than because you know that you are of this earth. Oh, oh. Thank you all. Each of you have um, shared just um, some really, I think, powerful insights. I, I love this connection with regards to finding the wisdom inside yourselves as Mark, Mark Andrew spoke about and yourself with regards to your Najaha you went there further and kind of connecting that also with kind of recognizing um, the ancestors and the connection also with the um, circle of life. I had the pleasure of watching again. <laughs> I went to see um, Lion King on, uh, on Broadway, but I actually happened to see it over the maybe a weekend or two ago. And um, just that um, notion of our connection to past and present uh, and how all of that connects and ties together is quite a powerful thought. I want to um, have us just reflect a little bit on what has given you the fortitude. Um, what has given you the fortitude when faced with adversity to just keep on keeping on? And then we'll also have you just share, you know, what do you want others to understand and, and know about 
Native Americans and how might they be um, more of an ally and uh, support in the workplace and beyond. So we're going to take a commercial break, but when we come back, I'm gonna ask each of you to just start with maybe some reflections and on yourself with regards to when faced with adversity, what gave you the fortitude to keep on keeping on? So please stay with us and we'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters. Informing leaders, inspiring solutions. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 619-453-8093. That's 619-453-8093. Or send an email to Dr. White. Her email address is swite at neighborhoodhouse.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission to enrich lives through a continuum of education and wellness service. Trends in global business are changing all the time. It used to only be worrying about your competitor across the street, but now that competitor may be across the world. On Global Business with Mahesh Joshi, we discuss the trends in global business, plus issues and solutions that business leaders face today. Each show is guaranteed to teach you something that you didn't know before about global business. Listen live every Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. The pace of change in the world is increasing exponentially and shows no signs of slowing down. Leadership is evolving and requires more and more innovative leaders to keep up. Innovating Leadership, co-creating our future with Maureen Metcalf, features interviews with global business leaders, thought leaders, and academics in a wide range of industries. Proven concepts and tools may be applied to build your organization and deliver sustainable success. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White and Dr. Andre Howard. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to Dr. Cheryl White at swite at neighborhoodhouse.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. And we are back today discussing Native Americans of Mixed Heritage Voices and Leadership and delighted to have three dynamic leaders with us today. Gonna throw it to you, Jerome, and just ask you to share. When faced with adversity, what gave you the fortitude to keep on keeping on? Mm -hmm. A lot of things come into my mind, but first I wanna just acknowledge my mom and that saying that um, in growing up, you know, she would say, Jerome, you are Filipino, Black, and Alaskan Indian. And, uh, and she would share what she knew, it was limited, what she knew about the culture. And that during this time growing up, I must have been in middle school, she's in elementary school, she's going through her own inner journey and health. 
had rheumatoid arthritis, ankles and and uh, wrists were fusing together and everything. And so she was just changing her diet, her nutrition, changing her thinking to create a toxic acidic conditions in the body that create it created that um the disease and so it went into remission through her meditation and her practice and i saw that that was really powerful and one of the things she would say in this in her journey was she would get excited she'd come in the kitchen and have uh and she'd come you guys have you know my brother and sister have a quarter and she's the law of probability states if you toss this in the air and you have it it, it will when you comes down, 50% of the time will be heads and 50% of the time will be tails. And then she'd say, but if you have an intention behind it, you have an intention behind it, then more than 50% of the time, it will be, it will be that if you toss it a hundred times. So she had us in there flipping quarters and stuff, trying to see if we have the power of our mind to change the outcome of the 50% of it being heads or tails. So that was the foundation. So I just wanted to say that. And um, I was an athlete growing up, running track and playing football. And so I was always interested in getting better. And I just have a bent to me of trying to find different ways to get better. I can train as hard as anybody. But what was different was the mind and our thinking. We lean more. We had the native tradition that we would go, go to the sweat ceremony, but the deeper teachings at that time, we're coming from the yogic perspective and I had a chance to go to India like several times, like five times to stay in the ashram and do meditation and practice and hear the stories of yogis and in the caves and they were able to levitate and do all of these things and have an effulgence of peace. That's where my name comes from, an effulgence of love and their presence, solving conflicts for people and just staying in that steadiness. At the same time, um, on my native side, I would hear stories. Now, I don't know how true they are. They may be legends, but they were inspiring to me about the, the, the vision quest and that in native culture they were doing, they have the same practice. Um, going to vision crest and that um, Geronimo, Red Cloud and Crazy Horse very pop, were popular and they would share how powerful, powerful beings they were and that their presence and their wisdom and their, their healing medicine that they had, um, their intuitive abilities that they have to navigate the challenges for their people um, were, were akin to that of, uh, of the yogis in the East. And so I was like, you know, wow, this is, this is what we do as indigenous people. And you want empowerment, you got to do your vision quest. You got to go into meditation or go into your cave and you, and you, you go into a fast and you, you do the healing, not only for your empowerment, for strength to, to, to get to overcome the struggle, but just to heal, just to recover, just for your own well-being. And, and that, that has been a big part of my life. So I keep, I keep uh, what's that? I keep six o'clock in the morning as my, as my, as my time of my <laughs> going inwards and, and doing that practice. And um, that, that's, that's what, in moments of adverse, adverse, adversity, I draw on that company of, of practice. Mm -hmm. Great. So I, I loved the intentionality in the story that you shared regarding your mother, but also the 
the, the thinking and the sharing that you shared around visioning to move yourself forward and going inward um, with regards to your meditation and practice. Thank you so much for sharing yeah. how you move through adversity and, and have that fortitude to do so. Yanajaha, um, how about for yourself? When faced with adversity, what has given you the fortitude to keep on keeping on? You know, I would say that, um, man, I, it has to be within my DNA of my ancestors um, that keeps me going, that keeps me mm -hmm. pushing. Um, you know, there's a saying that we are the prayers of the, we are the answered prayers of our ancestors, you know, and, and um, so someone, someone from my past has been praying for me to do something, to do what I'm doing right now, to make this change right now, because no matter, even at times when I don't feel like doing anything, um, I'm pushed. Um, I'm pushed from within. I'm, I'm, I'm like, there's something that's telling me, get up, go, go do this, go travel here, go bridge these people together, go organize this community go heal within yourself, go do that. You know, it's always something. So I feel that it's in my DNA mm -hmm. that pushes me um, mm -hmm. within that. Also too, my mother, um, Juanetta Lone Wolf, um, I believe it was also in her too, because she used to always be like, get up, go organize, go do this, go do that. When I was younger, you know, and now that she is one, she is one of my guided angels and ancestors now, um, you know, it's even more, I, I swear, I, I believe, I strongly believe that I have um, a nation of ancestors that are around me that push me um, minute by minute of my day and that guide me because I could feel them. I could feel them from, from all sides of my lineage um, that is constantly pushing me. So I think that that's exactly um, what it is. I, I don't, and I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Because sometimes my children could get on my nerves sometimes or <laughs> irritate me. So a lot of times, you know, be like, oh, it's my children. No, sometimes they could just like, you know, they could, you'd be like, no. <laughs> so <laughs> I love them, but they, but, you know, I think that the fortitude is, I believe, is from my ancestors and yeah. from God. <laughs> no, that, that's wonderful. And I so connect with that. And, and from I heard you did too, with regards to the power of the moms and as you were sharing, it makes me think my husband and I, we pray every day together. And part of that prayer is we pray for our children and our children's yeah. children. So hopefully they will feel <laughs> my ancestors. That's right. My generations to come will, will um, be the answers to those prayers as you spoke of. We're going to take another short break. But when we come back, Mark, we'd love to hear your thoughts on that. And then also hear um, each of you share a little bit more about what you want others to really understand about Native Americans of mixed heritage and how they might really be allies. So please stay with us and we'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. The business community's first choice in internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by Innovisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? 
Contact Innovisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 619-453-8093. That's 619-453-8093. Or send an email to Dr. White. Her email address is swite at neighborhoodhouse.org. Innovisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission to enrich lives through a continuum of education and wellness service. Small businesses are in trouble, and it didn't just start with COVID-19. From the recession several years ago to the revolution of e-commerce giants more recently, small businesses are getting hit hard and need to come back. Tune in to Business Buzz and Business Watch. It's two shows in one, hosted by Frank Hellring. We'll help your small business bounce back with best practices, guest experts, and resources that you can use to strengthen your small business. Listen Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White and Dr. Andre Howard. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to Dr. Cheryl White at swite at neighborhoodhouse.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. And we are back with more on Leadership Matters, today discussing Native Americans of Mixed Heritage Voices in Leadership with three dynamic leaders. Mark, I'm going to toss the ball over to you and just have you share your um, thoughts with regards to how you have been able to maintain and keep the fortitude to keep on keeping on when faced with adversity. Yes, thank you very much. I first want to say that I'm just such an honor, you know, Two of my most favorite people in the world are in this panel. And just sitting here listening to Jerome, you know, Shaha, I'm just like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm muted. I have myself muted, but I'm just like, aho, aho, aho. Just, it's such beautiful to hear this. And I'm just so glad to be on the show with them. And what they've, what, you know, Jerome is like, is definitely one of my teachers. Um, and so, you know, my fortitude is things that he shares and in the worst of times, I can roll by through him. I'm not always where he's at, but in the worst of times, I can roll through. And what we, the work that we do is very grueling, you know, whether it be grueling to ourselves or our own community being, being grueling to us, you know, it's a lot of, it's a lot of work. So to, to have each other is a big thing besides having, you know, the creator and, and the faith that you, you know, you have a king's destiny to do the works, you know, on top of that, you need sometimes that you know, see, seeing Jerome and visiting with him or even talking on the phone with Nasha is something that's like, you know, helps to bring forward fortitude amongst your peers because it's, very, it's another, not a common thing sometimes to find support bilaterally or whatever you folks call it within your own same crew or family. I look up to Nasha because of her crew and her family is just so dope to see and as an example of unity um, so fortitude can come in unity and have those backing like our ancestors. Some don't because it's not like a lot of mentors aren't easily available, especially for young people, men of color. So to, to have that 
um, is all supported too, to know that you have an elder that you can talk to that can tell you, you know, this is how it, this, you're doing exactly how it goes. This is how it goes. Hold in there, hold tight, you know, don't listen to them or listen to your heart and know that love is your intention. And at the all, at the end, that is it. And that's what I think we've been passed down, that love, that intention to stay alive and love ourselves. Mm-hmm. Love that, Mark. And I absolutely, um, mm-hmm. again, connect with the thought with regards to having that connection with elders, with our faith, with fellowship, and how important all of those things are, those encouragers that um, really support us with having the fortitude to continue and move through all the various uh, forms of adversity we face in the journey. I'm going to ask each of you to also share a little bit about what you really uh, want others to understand, uh, know more about as relates to Native Americans of mixed heritage and how might they best be an ally. Um, Mark, why don't we start with you? Just your thoughts. Oh, that you know, that's it's it's um, it's wonderful that um, right now we're in a time where there are more folks now um, seeking the leadership as allies or seeking maybe co-leadership or some, some kind of a, a deeper, meaningful relationship as we're building allyships, allies now with um, knowing that everybody does want social justice, everybody knows that we need to work together and everybody now also knows that you know indigenous leadership is is the, is the way to go when we're dealing with a lot of so many things you know it's so easy for us to just always um find our the answers within our culture and i think as allies um uh, you know yielding to that leadership is a great thing um i i see leaps and bounds happening when we're really there's that leadership and we're uh included um and and you know i think also, within our own community, again, we need to promote ourselves. This is super, super important. Within our own community, um, you know, not just with allies, but with everybody, but within our own community, it always starts at home. And I'd like to see more of that. Again, more of that, like when we have our peers and on being able to honor each other like we're honoring each other now. Um, that's a huge support. And that forms unity and more allyship. Um, and so... What we've been doing a lot um, lately is making sure that they're invited to our circles. Um, when I say they, is I mean these potential allies or whatnot, that we can sit in round circle, that we can sit around a fire or on earth before we go sit in a boardroom or sit on a Zoom even and start dealing with stuff. You need to like show up to some of our stuff so you can see what's going down. You know what I mean? And just vibe out. Because that's the leadership. We're just people, you know, but the ceremonies that we gather around our, our teachers and, and, these, and these things that, you know, have been passed down. So I think that's what good to be a good ally is to be really open and go ahead and yield and come on in. Great. Um, wonderful thoughts and tips there with regards to inviting, responding to the invite, showing up, honoring, being with. Um, thoughts you might add, Jerome. Yes, um, in my in my practice, um, you know, I have people with a variety of uh, issues of stress and struggle um, for illness or pain, and as well as uh, um, relationships, you know, business. And I, I take them through this practice, and there's this 
this uh, process that mer- kind of mirrors exactly what you are doing. So I want to honor that and say thank you for holding this space. And I call it an inner process of transformation, like a guided, a focus, an inner process of transformation. And it goes like this. I'm just going to make it personal. You may have a personal challenge and, or, and it may hit you somewhere in the heart. You may have a physical pain and it'll work for physical pain in the body, a headache, muscle ache. I say, and you, if you can sit with it and just say hello to it, but you can't force it to say hello back as if this pain that you have, you have to sit with it long enough where it can be comfortable. If you try to force it to get a response because you want a response, you're trying to get rid of the thing that you don't want. It's like a child. There's rebellion, there's resistance. Who are you? So you got to be with that part of you that's in pain and say hello to it. And when it's ready, you say it and it'll say it back to you. And then that same part, whether it be a physical pain or a mental, emotional pain, you ask it if it's okay, if you can see the world from its point of view. When it feels right, that's a very important part, when it feels right. If you do it too soon, they say, no, we don't know you. When it feels right. And when it feels right, it'll allow you to see the world from its point of view. And you sit with it long enough till it feels like it's shared enough and acknowledge that part of you that feels the pain. It could be the heart or the headache, and it might see the world as overwhelming or not feeling good enough or just feeling under a rock. And you just let it know you hear it. Then the important piece is how you ask it when it feels right, because you have to have the rapport with that part of you, physical pain. How do you, how do you want me to be with you? And you listen and let it speak. The pain will speak. How do you want me to be with you? And if they're authentic, authentically, it's like that part of you will have a voice and it'll say acceptance, to be supported or acknowledged, whatever it may be, but it'll speak. The pain will speak from within. That's the wisdom coming from within inside you. And when you sit with that, you be with that in that way, the healing will happen. The pain will go away. Now, as that happens in the body, that will happen in your relationship. That will happen in the community. That same model will happen with your children. And so be with us in that way. Be sensitive. And that's the way of being that I want to share. Wonderful. Thank you. You know, Jaha, I know we are wrapping up and um, they're telling me we got about 30 seconds or so left, but I want to maybe give the final word to you just to hear your final thoughts on this. Um, yes. Um, to be, uh, to understand Native American more is the fact that we are monolithic people, um, that we are coming all shapes, sizes, cultures, languages, and, um, and to be a better ally is to be able to know this and to understand this and to know that we don't walk this land to be superior. And those that walk with us should not walk this land to be superior either. We walk this land knowing that we are one with it. And so, um, so to be a better ally is to understand these things and to know that um, we are connected and to never ever feel that you are more or greater than your brother, your sister to your right or to your left. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Mm-hmm. I love that. So to be one with. Thank you so much. What a wonderful note to end on. And I just want to thank you, Mark, um, Chavez, Na- um, Najaha, Longwood, and Jerome Gross for being with us today. Uh, and I want to also thank our listening audience for joining us. 
Feel free to join us every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time or download the podcast at your convenience on Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. Thank you again for tuning in. Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White and Dr. Andre Howard is broadcast live every Wednesday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a wonderful week and make your leadership matter.